Noon Hour is here. Check it out. And you're locked on to Utah's highest rated, most listened to sports radio station. It's my station. It's my station. This is, this is, this is Hans Olsen and Scotty G on 97.5, the KSL Sports Zone. and Scotty, 97.5 DKSL Sports Zone. Welcome on in, everybody. Hope you're all having a great day. It is a what, a little snowy back there, Hans? How are you holding up? Yeah, a little bit of snowy this morning, but it's pretty much melted off and things are back to normal. I, I don't expect a ton more out of this, but apparently we've got another storm rolling in about the time you get home. Hopefully you're uh, home before it rolls in. Yeah, I, uh, I got a 6 a.m. flight coming in tomorrow morning, and uh, then we'll be back and ready to go. I'm in Fresno, Utah State, Fresno State coming up tonight. We'll have all the action right here on the zone. So all kinds of good stuff coming down the pipeline. We're all fired up and uh, ready to get it going, man. Um, uh, yeah, there's there's a lot brewing right now. I'm just uh, – we got uh, obviously a lot of college basketball tonight with Utah State and Fresno, and then a big one for BYU. They'll be in uh, – Fog Allen taking on the uh, taking on uh, Kansas. No big deal. Greg Rubel will join us coming up at two o five. David Locke will join us at one o five, and you're down at uh, Tim Daly Mazda too. One of my favorite places on the planet. Yeah, we'll be talking with Jake, and we'll get you coming. There's some of the details what we're doing down here at Tim Daly Mazda, but great prices. Obviously, every time we're down here, Jake rolls out something big. So if you're in the market for a new car, you might want to stay tuned for that because Jake will have a couple of different deals that will at least be worth coming in and test driving and see what they've got. Absolutely. Uh, there's a lot brewing locally when it comes to uh, the NHL and Major League Baseball. So let's not waste any time. Let's get to it. 97.5 DKSL Sports Zone. This is Hanson Scotty G. And it's time to kick off the show with the biggest topic of the day. This is the starting lineup on 97.5, the KSL Sports Song. It is your starting lineup right here on 97.5, the KSL Sports Zone. Hands, uh, Ryan Smith sent out a picture earlier today of a beautiful rendering of downtown Salt Lake City. Uh, that involved a new look uh, Delta Center, a new look downtown that uh, really featured the beauty of what we could see. Now, granted, it comes with a cost, too. And I know right now it's hanging out in the uh, Utah legislature as they are in session as we speak. Um, our good friend Lindsay Ertz, who is a uh, reporter for KSL TV, said that a significant change is coming to the bill. Lawmakers are um, working on the hotel tax, studying over how that affects. Also, the sales tax uh, is probably getting taken out. And we're looking at a situation where uh, right now it did get past a House committee by the uh, count of 8 to 2. But 
You could see hotel costs go up about 1.5%. That's about $3 per night on a $200 per night hotel stay. Car rental tax could go up another 1.5% to help pay for this in terms of what downtown and Major League Baseball, a potential stadium could look like as well. I know a lot of people get nervous about stuff like this when they hear taxes, and I get it. We all work hard uh, for our bottom line. We all work hard to try to uh, save as much money as we possibly can. Uh, A lot of this is going to be tourism that gets hit with this, not individual people here in the state of Utah, which, uh, frankly, I'm, I'm totally fine with. But I think people need to understand that, look, I mean, at the end of the day, and this is my opinion, Hans, and I don't, I don't know where you're at on this, uh, bringing Major League Baseball and NHL to Salt Lake City is a insane opportunity for the state, an insane opportunity for the sports world, an insane opportunity for us to bolster our landscape of who we are in the sports world in, uh, in the country. And look, I say go for it. Let's do it. Let's roll, baby. I, I want to go. I want it now. And and I'm ready to pony up. If I if I stay in a hotel downtown, give me the three dollars an extra night. I'm happy to I'm happy to throw in a few extra coins to make this work. Man, a lot of thoughts on this too. Uh, I went on with our sister station with Dave and Debbie just about uh, 15 20 minutes ago. Dave shot me a text ask if I'd jump on with them talk about this a little bit and you know they're they're definitely harping on it and and hitting all the different aspects of it but it's really tough scotty because our job is sports and this is bigger and better sports and so all i can do is sit there and cheer for it and get excited about it and be pumped over it and you know i know that there's a lot of people that probably aren't that way I'm sure there are a lot of people that are hearing tax and they're like, wow, what? Uh, for instance, if, if there was a proposal to put some huge mathematics center downtown and they're talking about a billion dollars to build a mathematics center and they're going to reorganize downtown and attach taxes to this mathematics center, I, I'd be sitting here like, what, what are we doing? What? What yeah. are we talking about? Yeah. What are we what are we doing? Oh, it's for the development of of health benefits and and math is connected to the world and, and it's running and I'd be like, I I don't care. I don't want any taxes attached to anything mathematic. What are you talking about? A bunch of geeks out there working in a building trying to figure out two plus two? We already know it. Like we figured out the math. Like what are we doing? You know, it would be it would be really difficult. So I, I try to look at it at both ends, you know, like this would have a huge impact on you and I, yeah. on our show, on our lives, on our day-to-day job. It would it would be hugely influential. And by the way, in a very positive way for us, very positive way. But I also want to be really careful because I don't want to just stomp around and say, oh, this has to get done. This must be done because there's a lot of people out there that are like, sports, baseball, I hate baseball. And, you know, I know those people aren't listening, so I know we don't really appeal to them and we don't really appease them. But at the same time, I look at this, I'm like, okay, let's just make sure everything is on the up and up and that these tax hikes aren't too big. And and I know you were just talking about some of the increases on the hotel and the car rental taxes. And I know that um, there's a lot of conversation about the sales tax and what might happen there with the NHL side of things. But... I want it so badly. I want this so badly. 
And I'm looking at the renderings. And, Scotty, you and I love Petco Park. Yes. You know how much I love San Diego, and I love the Gas Lamp District, and I, I love the convention center that kind of spans the beach, and Petco Park that's just away from the beach, and all of it is accessible and very user-friendly, and everything, you can get there from Uber to train to all kinds of different ways. You can get down to that area, and you've got beach access, and it's just it's so amazing, and it brings tourism, and it brings dollars, and it brings awareness and interest to your area, and you're, you're going to see your property values go up, and you're going to see so many things, but there are negatives. You know, that, that will come with property tax increases. That will come with um, a, a flooding of people. You know, we've already got freeways that are getting packed in, and our freeways might get more and more packed in, so... There's a lot of things to think about when you sit here and have an opinion about a multi-billion dollar building being put downtown Salt Lake City. Yeah. And I think it's important that we're looking at, uh, you know, different things here. You've got the NHL and the Jazz and the Delta Center with Ryan Smith. And then you've got the baseball with uh, the Miller family. And there's a lot of details about that that I think are important. Um you know, you look at some of the storylines here that say um, that the um, the Miller Group, the the stadium. Let's let's just talk about the Major League Baseball stadium here for a second. Um, the hotel taxes will not go up until a team is secured via an expansion contract. The state would own the stadium and is only on the hook for financing half of the costs. Uh, the caps. Uh, the amount of state pays if the project does go over budget. Uh, so the Miller Group would be on the hook if it goes over a certain amount uh, over budget. Um, the Miller Group would be renting it at $150,000 per month. Um, yeah. And uh, so, I mean, you know, that's that's a pretty hefty bill there. And the bill stipulates that if a team doesn't work out for whatever reason, the owners have to pay back any taxpayer money that's already been invested. So, you know, uh, and the Miller Group has already contributed $3.5 billion of its own money <laughs> towards the project as well. Uh, here's Steve Stark's comment. We want to see a thriving development with or without baseball, and this allows us to begin that process of remediation, infrastructure, Jordan River cleanup. We want this to be a thriving area. So that's in terms of the uh, power district. And then, of course, the Ryan Smith photos of what, he's proposing and what he would like to put downtown and how he wants to make that look downtown. And, you know, here's another element to this too, that I think is important that I I do think that there is, and I want to be careful about this as well, because there's, there's a lot of issues that we're dealing with downtown and you and I were, we're in that area. That's where our studios are at. You and I have been coming there, whether it's been at the arena with the jazz or whether it's uh, at Bonneville uh, who currently is our employee, I mean, we see a lot of what's going downtown, and frankly, I think downtown needs a bit of a facelift, and I think that there needs to be investment. Whether it's in the Delta Center or not, I think that there's a lot of revitalization that needs to happen in that area because it's just kind of gotten itself into a little bit of a rut there, and I think that it, a good facelift would be in order to try to give it you know, a nice situation. The gateways got its struggles. Uh, I'd like to see something be done there. I'd like to see something do to kind of give it just kind of a little kick and, and get it going. Yeah, I would too. And it definitely needs it. 
and I'm excited about the renderings and I'm excited about the potential of all of it. And I remember when the gate was gateway was going in, there was some excitement, but the gateway, it, it, you know, we are not Arizona. We're not Phoenix. We're not San Diego. We are not one of these 70 degree temperatures and winters are mild type of areas. So when you're designing these outdoor areas and you're designing all these walking paths and especially with a, a couple of leagues that play in winter months, you've got to be really intelligent with the development of it. And I think that the gateway has kind of fallen flat because there is, and, and I know they've tried to kind of rebuild with fireplaces and different yeah. fire pits and warmth and areas that you can stand. But it's so nice to be in San Diego or Phoenix because in the middle of winter, you can walk around yeah, and you can enjoy the outside. And, and here in Salt Lake City, you've just got to be smart because you're going to deal with extreme heats in the summer and extreme colds in the winter. And it's not easy to develop areas that accommodate both those temperatures. It's it's tough. So I know, like I, I do, I want a downtown that's like San Diego. But in order to do that, you've got to have a beach pretty close and you've got to have 70 degree temperatures through the middle of winter. That's just the facts. It's really tough to develop a downtown that thrives year-round, like some of these nice-weather downtowns that we have throughout the country. It's just, and that's something that we really have to face. Can it really be a place where we all congregate and enjoy? And I know City Creek, the new mall, they tried to build a lot of it indoors. And, you know, you go down to City Creek and everything's so stinking expensive that you don't even know if you want to buy down there. And so I think that there's a really fine line of getting too expensive, too extravagant, but still accommodating during the freezing temperatures if you really want it to be <clears throat> kind of a a hub and a central for people to enjoy. You just it's tough, Scotty. It it is a tough climate to try to attack that way. Well, and and that's you know, and I think those are all logistics that I think are really important and I think there's a lot of lessons learned there. I think the gateway is a lesson learned. I think City Creek, um, you and I, you know, avoid it a little bit because of the price range. But I do know there's a lot of people that love the restaurants and love the atmosphere and love going down there. And oh, I think, it's incredible. It, is, I think, it is incredible. And, and so I think that there's a lot of good lessons learned there. I think that you and I would like it to be a little bit more affordable. <laughs> yeah. But but. But every time I go down there, you see a bunch of people there, and I think that they would like to replicate a lot of the good things that they pulled out of City Creek and, and put it downtown and just move it a little bit closer to Third West. And so, look, I think that there's – look, if we want to be a big boy city, we got to make big boy decisions. You know, this is, this is a big boy decision here. And if we want to become a metropolis hub that brings in tons of conventions – and tons of concerts and tons of cool things and major league baseball and NHL. We got to step up. We got to be big boy. These are big boy decisions and you can't be. And again, this is my opinion. And, and, and if, if I sound too preachy, then I apologize, but I'm really passionate about this. And yes, hands hit it on the head. Am I being selfish about this? Yes. I want to cover a major league baseball team. I want to cover an NHL team. Lloyd and I, get on these meetings with other teams across or other uh, sports radio uh, uh, groups across the country. And they're like, well, you know, we got the NFL draft coming up and now we're getting ready for the start of major league baseball season. And we're, you know, the team we're covering is in the NHL playoffs and Lloyd and I are looking at each other like, man, how great would that be? 
How awesome would that be? So, yes, I totally understand. I'm being 100% selfish when I say this. But we like to consider ourselves big boys, right? Some reason we have this Utah, and I don't know what it is, but we have this little bit of this inferiority complex when it comes to our teams and we come to our sports. And we want everybody to like us. So we want everybody to think we're cool and we're up to speed with everything else. Well, guess what? If we're going to do that, then we got to embrace what it takes to be a big boy sports place. If we want to be a big boy sports town, we have to be embracing NHL. We have to be embracing Major League Baseball. And I will do a lot of digging. I've been in contact with a couple of politicians uh, here in the state, some that are you know working on some of these bills individually. And over the next couple of weeks, hands, we're going to do a little deep dive into how this is going to impact in individuals because i think a lot of people hear the billion or the two billion dollars and they think oh my gosh my taxes are going to go up thousands of dollars every year well what if it's three dollars a night on a hotel stay what if it's an extra two dollars and fifty cents a day for a rental car that will never impact you individually what if it's fifty dollars a year for you like what's your number to become a big boy sports town and a big boy venue for people to come in and say, wow, I get to go see Major League Baseball. I get to see the NHL. I get to see the NBA. I get to see two teams in Big 12 uh, college athletics. You know, what's that number where you're okay with it? And that's what I think we need to do. Before we all freak out and get on Twitter and lose our minds about, hey, you're a billionaire, you pay for it. Okay, well, how is this going to impact you as a sports fan? How is this going to impact the state? And how does it really impact you in your pocketbook? Because I've already got people tweeting at me like, this is going to affect my quality of life. Is it? Is it really? Because there's a number where it does. I don't know what that number is. It's different for everybody. But is it $50 a year? Is it a hotel stay? Is it a, um, is it a car rental? Is it a little bit more on your sales tax? What is that number? And I think that before we freak out, we got to do a little digging and I'll do some due diligence on this over the next uh, few days and find out exactly what we're working on. Because if you really want us to be a big boy sports radio or a big boy sports town, then, you know, sometimes we got to make these decisions. And I'm curious to know exactly what that's going to look like. Well, and I'm all on board with that, but I, I really do want to know. What what it what is exactly going to be attached to the detail? I want to know because I do not like increased taxes in any area. I will tell you though, you know, you go to San Diego and you spend three hundred and twenty dollars a night on a hotel room because it's taxed and then taxed again and taxed again and then there's another tax and and tax just continues to compile on us as Americans. And every time I hear it, oh, a tax increase, it's like, geez, man, another one and another one. For us in this industry, it's like, oh, finally, one that makes sense. Yes, yes, bring on the tax. We're, that's fine. But for people that aren't interested in it, they're like, geez, it's just another tax that's going to sit on my community. And, you know, the, the hotel tax, it doesn't get us. Maybe it, it will get us from, you know, if, if you're headed down to St. George to stay, get out of the cold for a couple of days and you get popped with the tax there. But the thing is, if you're headed to a big town nowadays, you're getting popped with tax at the hotels. So you, you go on a vacation anywhere, you're paying an increased hotel tax for some infrastructure that they probably have that generates that 
resource that generates that tourism that brings you to that area. And my thought is, well, Salt Lake City should probably have something that's similar. Yeah. Something that does generate, something that does bring interest, something that pulls people in. And and remember, that is going to increase the well-being of our city and our state over time. I'll just put it this way, Scotty. What if we would have started stomping our feet when Larry Miller decided to buy the Jazz and bring it to Salt Lake City? Yeah. And, and what the ramifications of that was going to be. Now, I know at the time it was a different climate. I know that he spent whatever it was, $250 million or something like that to build that arena originally. And But you look at the way that the community surrounded it, and you look at the support that it was given, and you look at what it's given back to us, to all of us, to this entire state. The Utah Jazz has given back. They are in our communities. The athletes are in our communities. The, you know, all of the um, organizational presidents and the millers who became stewards and all of that had such a great influence and impact on our community that you can't really attach a number to it. It, it really brings back to us as Utahns. So I'm very passionate about this going down and, it, and this happening. I'm also very... Um, I am very skeptical with the hands that are involved in these kinds of huge decisions and these kinds of big operations. And that's where I rest pretty dang comfortable. Because when we're talking about the Millers and we're talking about the Smiths, I think that those are, and, and the way I've gotten to know them and their organizations, I think they're really good people, Scotty. Yeah, I, yep. I, I think they're good people with good intentions. I don't think that these are, are you know, deeply hurtful, vengeful uh, corporations that are looking to squeeze the juice that they can out of a community and then get out of it with a big sell and, and say, ha ha, gotcha all. I, I really do believe that the Miller Group and the Smith Group have the best of intentions. For Salt Lake City. So that that actually plays into how I feel about, you know, these tax exceptions that might be coming down the way. I, it, it really is important who you're getting in business with. And you've seen the inner workings of the Miller Group. Um, I've been in, in different contract negotiations and I've worked with different faces and different names inside that group. And I can tell you with an honest heart, I can tell you I have been dealt with fairly. I have been treated very good in all their dealings. And, and the business that I've watched them conduct has, has been on the up and up and it's felt honest and it's felt fair at no point. Have I felt taken advantage of or felt like they were underhanded? And I think those are all things that you've got to take into consideration when we're talking about who's asking for the tax dollars, who's looking to be the stewards of these new uh, uh, major sports organizations as they come into the state. I think it's really important. Yeah. And I think I and I think it's fair when people are talking about dollar bills. And you're right. I mean, I think your math building analogy is spot on. Like there are certain things that like I've I've been going through my my cell phone bills and I see like four cents here and 15 cents here. And, and I'm like, who What are all these handouts here for? Like, what is this? This is ridiculous. And, and it, it makes me want to lose my mind when I see just the nickel and diming going on right now. And I'm just talking about a few cents here. And so if I go to a hotel and I get my. 
you know, they bid, you know, they say, oh, you know, it's $149 a night. You're like, okay, well, that, that's cool. And then you get your final bill, and it's like, whoa, what, what happened to that $149? you are like, well, there's this $3 tax here and this $4 tax here and this $5 tax. And you're like, wow, that's that's nuts. And so you start to get a little upset about it. And I, and so I get it. Like, I totally get it. Um, but I do think it's worth taking a little bit of time before we freak out because we're so overreactionary about everything. I think it's important that you take some time and do a little research and see what it will do to you individually. How does this impact you personally, individually, before you freak out and start losing your mind on Facebook and Twitter and start screaming at your local representative? And that's what I think, Hans, I'm going to try. I'm going to be doing over the next few days is is reaching out to people and saying, okay, what's the individual impact? What are we looking at here? Because I'm willing to make an individual sacrifice, me personally, because I love sports and it directly affects my profession and how I do my profession, I'm willing to do whatever. Now, that's not the same for everybody else. You're right. There's a lot of people out there to be like, I don't care about baseball. I don't care about the NHL. I want that extra money in my pocket. And you'd be fair in saying that. So what I want to do is see exactly what that individual impact looks like for the average person. And I'll be doing research. I'll be presenting that on the air over the next few days. I'll be doing everything I can to help out and educate you so you know exactly what you're looking at and exactly how that impacts you. And then you can freak out. And then you can lose your mind one way or another. Because I honestly think it's worth it. I think it's important. I think it's great for the state what's it worth if we increase a rental car and a hotel stay to be able to say oh guess what the salt lake baseball team is going to be hosting the new york yankees in a four-game series or the boston red sox or the chicago cubs what's that worth to individual tourism what's that worth to economic impact to the state of utah and salt lake city what's that worth when an NHL team uh, hosts a playoff series or a Stanley Cup series. How does that impact uh, economically the state and the city? That's a pretty big price tag there. And that, that's a big boost to who we are as a community for sure. Well, I know, Scotty, is I want to see Tim Daly Mazda on the side of that new building. That's all I know. Yes. Can we get that done, Jake? Absolutely. I'm completely in on that. That's something that could happen? Yeah, for sure. Put Abs- that uh, there we go. There we go. I, I like this little button. First right time here. on radio? Yeah, yeah, first time. <laughs> it's because I'm, I'm sitting in Scotty's chair. Scotty, I'm sitting uh, in chair, Jake, buddy. I miss you, buddy. I'm, si- I'm sitting in your chair. It's just, you know, I thought, wow, there's, I'm a little, I'm a little guy like you now, so I wanted to sit in your chair. Let's uh, go. We, uh, we've been talking about this new building and, and what it could bring to this community and you know, Jake, you've been around this thing. You've been around car dealerships, and you've been around selling cars. And I, I just think about the importance of honesty and integrity, and that's really what Tim Daly has become. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, that's, you know, Tim for, you know, Tim Daly now for 65 years is, is you know, been completely on the, the up and up. And, you know, he is such a man of integrity and honesty. And, um, you know, obviously he's built uh, what he has today based upon those things and building people customers for life. And, uh, you know, one of those, one of the things that he's shown how to give back is by doing this forever warranty on all of his cars. Yeah. And, uh, you know, how, how often can you go buy a car and know that you're going to be taken care of forever? 
You know what I mean? Like oh, yeah. Transmission, engine, you know what I mean? Those things that are the most expensive to fix down the road, you don't have to worry about that anymore. Warranted for life. <clears throat> yeah, or, you know, for life. When you drive it off this lot. Absolutely. Yeah, I, I think that's impressive. I, I know that a lot of people out there maybe don't, Mazda's not top of mind when they're thinking about buying a new car. But what I would just encourage people is come and try a Mazda. See just how it fits. See yeah. how it rides and how it fits because you know, it is really comfortable. It's crazy. You know, that Mazda's actually come to the table big time. I mean, this, the all-new CX-30, um, you know, it's an it's a all-wheel drive uh, crossover that you can get on a lease for like $200 a month. $200 a month mm-hmm. on, you know, on a brand new crossover, you know, crossover all-wheel drive out there. I mean, I don't know, today it snowed and, you know, I see a lot of people that need some crossovers yeah. or should be driving some crossovers. Yeah, we saw some of the accidents that went down. Today. Yeah, yeah. It was, I mean, it's crazy. The difference between the dealership and my house is about four inches of snow. <laughs> so it's, it's crazy. It's crazy. I just want people to come down. Check it out. Scotty, I know you've bought a lot of cars from these guys. Oh, yeah. You, you know how they work their business. Well, you know, here's here's the thing. And, Jake, you know, you and I go back a long time, and we give each other a lot of grief a little bit. But at the end of the day, I really value my car buying experience from people that I know and trust. Like, there's two things that are important. Number one, the quality of vehicle you buy. And number two, the experience you have when you buy it. And um, if those two things don't merge, then you're going to have a bad experience and and it's not going to and you're going to have a bad you're going to be in a bad situation. And one thing I can 1000 percent assure you is you go to Tim Daly Mazda, you're going to deal with people who are going to care about you, respect your time and respect your dollar. And you're going to drive away in a beautiful vehicle. It's going to be well protected. You know, and, and here's the thing is, let's be honest, at the end of the day. There's a lot of dealerships out there that you can choose to do business with. Um, the thing is I, I want to pride myself on is is giving you an experience, right? I want you guys to have a different experience when you come by a car. I want you to understand that we're people, too, and that we can laugh and have a good time, and it could be a good experience. And, mm-hmm. you know, roll out the red carpet to make sure that they not only buy one car, but they buy all the cars from us. And the only way that we're going to do that is by rolling out the red carpet and making sure that they understand that they're the most important thing to us, and the customer is the most important thing to us. And I'd love the opportunity to go out and show that to anybody that comes down and anybody that comes down down today um i'm going to do an additional twenty five hundred dollars off on any new Ooh. car twenty five hundred dollars yep i don't think i've heard you nope never no you haven't put that number out there nope never uh 2024 starting off the right way hey we got a bunch of new cars we got to sell and i had 65 new cars land just in the last four days oh my God. so i got i got i got to move some of these cars so come down yeah I, I need to i really do need to move some new cars so come down and and take advantage of that additional 2500 I mean, you want 0% and 2500 bucks and any rebate? Come down. Ooh. You want to have a, you know, to get, get a $200 lease on a brand new car? Come down. You know what I mean? Like, there's so many op- options for you for every car buyer out there from small to big. So, come see us. Hands and Scotty, it's Tim Daly, Mazda Southtown, right there on Automall Drive. Jake and the crew ready to help you out. It's all right here on 97.5, the KSL Sports Zone. You need to see this jazz team up close and in person. Oh, that was filthy! Listen all day, every Tuesday, for your chance to win jazz tickets. As The Zone will give away jazz tickets at 30 past the hour, every hour, all day long. It's Jazz Ticket Tuesday. Every Tuesday, all season long, presented by UCCU. Love where you back. And on your exclusive home of the Utah Jazz. 97.5, the KSL Sports Zone.
one. Miss any part of the show? Every moment of every show is available in podcast form by searching Hans and Scotty on your favorite podcasting platform or online at kslsports.com. This is Hans Olsen and Scotty G on 97.5, the KSL Sports Zone. And Scotty 97.5, the KSL Sports Zone. Hey, guess what? It's a Tuesday, and it means it's a Jazz Ticket Tuesday. It's a Jazz Ticket Tuesday, and your chance to win Jazz Tickets is right now. Be caller number 12 at 801-575-ZONE, and you'll win tickets to see your Utah Jazz at the Delta Center. Presented by UCCU. Love where you bang. All right. Call number 12 right now, 801-575-ZONE. That's 801-575-ZONE. You win a pair of tickets. See the Jazz take on the Wizards at Delta Center on March 4th. You want those tickets? Again, be calling number 12, 801-575-ZONE. If you don't win right now, well, guess what? We'll give away another pair at 1.30, another pair at 2.30, another pair at 3.30 and 4.30 and 5.30. Lots of ways for you to win. It's all brought to you by UCCU. Love where you bank. Hands and Scotty, college hoops coming up tonight, Hands. We got Utah State and Fresno State. You'll hear it here on the zone. You got BYU and Kansas. Big game there as well. College hoops, man. Do you get the vibe that college hoops is making a little bit of a comeback here in the state of Utah? Well, I think I think it's always here. It's just it, it's always a reminder when we see teams climb up at the top 25 and make noise, especially when it was kind of unexpected noise. And I think at any given moment, our state is ready to pay attention to college basketball. I, I really do, Scotty. I mean, even with Alyssa Peely and what the Utes have done with the women's basketball team, it's like, oh, well, let's talk about that and let's be interested in that. Let's go watch it. Um, Coach Roberts was talking about their attendance and – Lloyd, I can't remember the exact number that she gave over the last couple of years, but their attendance jump is insanity. And I think Craig Smith would have the same. You know, if he got some consistency and showed a real turnaround, I think the Huntsman would be packed full. And that's just what we're seeing with the Marriott and what we're seeing with the Spectrum right now. So a couple of big-time turnarounds, an unexpected year from Utah State. I'd say an unexpected year from BYU. Yeah. Uh, equally, probably, but just based off of the conference that they were moving into and what the outlooks looked like going into that conference. I can't remember where they were picked in the conference preseason poll, but I, I know it was low. And here they are at 500, swinging fists, doing everything they can to stay relevant and playing against Kansas tonight on the road. Just uh... – and that's the thing. Look, I, I like I don't know how BYU is going to do tonight. I don't know how well they're going to handle themselves in one of the more iconic places in all of college basketball, if not the the place in all of college basketball. But still, at the end of the day, you look at this game and you look at where BYU is at right now, sitting in conference. Uh, they're 19 and eight on the season. They're 18th in the latest Ken Palm. They're easily in the NCAA tournament as of right now. It would take a monumental meltdown for the Cougars not to make the NCAA tournament. And 
they have handled themselves extremely well. They're 7-7 seven and seven in Big 12 play, far better than I thought they'd be. Even if they finish the year at 8-10 and 10 in conference play, you know, that's still a that's still a uh, that's still a, a a a season that gets you in the tournament, as far as I'm concerned. And I think you've got probably a chance to get two more wins. I think you definitely beat Oklahoma State at home in the Marriott Center to end the season. I think uh, there's a strong chance they beat TCU in the Marriott Center. So even if they lose at Kansas tonight, and even if they lose at Iowa State on uh, March 6. To go 9-9 nine and nine in Big 12 play your first year in the Big 12 in that murderous row of a conference? Yeah. My goodness. that's uh, And to have a 20-win season for Mark Pope in his first year in this conference? My goodness. I mean, it's we talk about incredible accomplishments. That's about as good as you could possibly hope for if you're a BYU fan. Yeah, that's a gigantic accomplishment. And, you know, I think that there are some tournament interests that I pay attention to. I'd like to see BYU get a win if possible. I'd like to see them get a win or two if possible in conference play. And and same with Utah State. I, I, I hope Utah State can win the outright Mount West Conference Championship, but I'd love to see them go play some solid, solid tournament, conference tournament play. But when it really boils down to it, what we all want to see is an NCAA tournament win. Yes. I, I, I know that the – NCAA tournament appearances are really nice and exciting and fun. But when you're ejected after the first round, it's like, you know, it's and, and every round the, the excitement just builds. When I was talking with Coach Roberts yesterday, uh, again, bringing up the women's Utah basketball team. Uh, remember, Scotty, the two NCAA tournaments games that they hosted at the Huntsman Center and then they lost in the Sweet 16 but the excitement that was generated by them making it to the Sweet 16 I think about BYU or Utah State making it to the round of 32 and I'm like okay now we've got a story that, you know I it's it's great make it to the tournament that's great but give me a win get to the round of 32 give me the possibility of a Sweet 16 and that's where I really start to yeah. get excited about the coaches and, and college basketball. And we're really getting close to that. No, and, and that's, you know, Lloyd always says, hey, this might be your year. Because cause that's that's like a goal of mine is to, you know, I've, I've been able to call some really cool games and some really cool moments. And, frankly, I just want to be able to call a game or call a win in the NCAA tournament. I mean, I just – I haven't been able to do it yet. I've called a few NCAA tournament games. They've all been losses. I just want a win just to see what it's like to see the team that you cover and the team that you call a game for pick up a win or two in the NCAA tournament. I would just be yeah. awesome, just yeah. absolutely awesome, because there's nothing quite like it. Like, bowl games are really cool, and I, I, I think the college football playoff would be right there. Um, I think Utah playing Ohio State, in the Rose Bowl for the first time probably is right up there with that. Uh, but there's something about, because I get it, the regular season for college basketball can be a little mundane and the quality of basketball can be a little rough. But when you get in that one and done and winner moves on, loser, I mean, hands, I you know, when, when I'm with the team and you lose a game in the NCAA tournament, the NCAA cannot discard you fast enough. I mean, it's like one of my first dates in college like you you go out on the date and then she sees how you're dressed 
and she sees that you're making her order water at the at the restaurant and she cannot kick you to the curb fast enough like you're done you're out you've lost every opportunity that's how it is when you lose in the ncaa tournament it's really cool the press conferences are awesome before they treat you like gold uh they roll out the red carpet when you walk into your hotel they've got a band playing and they've got all this really cool things and then when you lose you're gone they're like get your crap get on that plane and get the bleep out like they they cannot get rid of you fast enough it is such a like a hard stop where you're going 100 miles an hour and then all of a sudden there's a cement barrier and bam you're done you're out and they want you out of there you're filth you're disgusting you don't deserve to be around this uh, organization anymore get out and it's 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 really startling and it, it's actually a little rough on the players too because they're like whoa what what happened to all the really cool stuff well you lost and you're done and uh and this is for winners and you're not a winner Every, and, se- every second that you're around is costing them money. So exactly, they're, they're gonna get you out of there. Exactly, and so it's it would be great to be able to enjoy that ride for as long as possible for the players, for the universities, and things like that. And I think BYU and Utah State have an opportunity to do that. You look at the latest bracketology; they're both, you know, I think BYU in a lot or anywhere from a six to a seven seed. Utah State anywhere from in that range, six to eight seed. And that, that gives you an opportunity to win a game or two. Yeah, that's what I've seen mostly is, is in that six and seven uh, seed stage. And uh, I think that puts you in a pretty good position to get a, a somewhat favorable matchup. And as we've learned about the NCAA tournament, it's all about matchups. Oh, yeah. You know, it's it's all about the team you end up seeing. And if that team can deal with great Osibor as he gets the ball on the block – if that team can deal with an Ali Khalifa as Ali gets the ball at the top of the arc and he's working some of that, uh, you know, some of that screen magic and some of that passing magic that he has. And I think you get that higher seed and you've got that opportunity to see a team that can't match with those bigs. You know, BYU and Utah State are in pretty unique situations now with these durable, pass-happy um I would say Osborne, powerful bigs. I would say Khalifa, not quite as much power, but he's got a lot of smarts that set so many things up. I actually think that they're in a good position to match up well against a lot of teams in the tournament. Yeah, I I agree. Uh, And that's, you know, when you – and the thing is with BYU is when you shoot a lot of threes, uh, you can go on a long run if you're hitting them. And you could be – annihilated really quickly if you're not um but i do think the way byu defends will keep them in a lot of games and i think their ability to diversify who they are with khalifa and the different aspects of his game i think it's really easy to look at byu and say oh they're just a three-point shooting team and they are to a certain extent uh but i do think they do have the ability to adapt when things aren't going well i'd like to see a little bit more of that from them uh utah state last year that's that's who they were i mean they were they were a three-point bulk shooting team, and if they didn't fall, they were going to lose. It was just that simple. And they had one of their worst shooting performances of the year in the NCAA tournament, and boom, they were gone. Um, and they were immediately eliminated because they didn't really have another aspect of their game. BYU, I think, is a little bit better in that regard. Uh, and, and I think that will serve them well in the Big 12 tournament and the NCAA tournament. 
Well, it'd be nice to see him tonight. I mean, we got a lot of big basketball going down tonight. Uh, for those of you that are looking for good basketball, college basketball, Utah State tipping off against Fresno State and BYU taking on Kansas. Kansas is unbeaten at home, currently 15-0 and in that arena. Very difficult place to go and get a win. It would be really nice if BYU could get them to 15-1 and and get that first L set on Kansas in their home arena. It would be gigantic and it would be it would play huge in my opinion it would play huge in ranking and seating so hopefully they're focused hopefully their threes are falling and they can go out there i i gotta imagine you're feeling pretty good about this utah state fresno matchup tonight though scotty yeah yeah i fresno's beat up they've had two players that are out for the year with injuries but again you just you're always on edge because you just can't have that slip up and when you're talking about 18 to 22 year old kids out there they can slip up pretty easily and not have their minds right and you could i mean this utah state team they could beat anybody they could also lose to anybody and and i don't know maybe uh, maybe i'm overstating things a little bit but it should be a win it should be a big win uh but again if you slip up for a moment i just have that air force going to new mexico and beating the lobos in the pit which makes zero sense they were 1-14 in, in conference play, and then all of a sudden they go to New Mexico and win? I mean, that's nuts. That makes no sense at all. Hands and Scotty, this is 97.5, the KSL Sports Zone. Ladies and gentlemen, may I present? This is JJ and Alex. Joining us right now, collegefootballnews.com, he is Pete Futak. Pete, what's going on, man? Give me the superpower team you're really freaked out about in the Big 12. There isn't one, which is why, you know, Utah is probably one of the favorites right now. Arizona is one of the favorites. Oklahoma State, one of those teams is going to get in the college football playoff. So it's just going to make the regular season that much bigger because now it's not just up to a panel of judges to come up with four teams. Top five ranked conference champions get in, seven at large. It's fine. You know, a little cookie to the group of five program champions. And they get their say in there. And then you get other teams, you know, who like an FSU of last year might get their moment and get in the playoffs and, you know, do what they can do. It's just going to make numbers that much bigger. Catch JJ and Alex afternoons from 3 to 6. Presented by G2G Bars on 97.5 The KSL Sports Zone. You're locked on to Hans Olsen and Scotty Chin. Chin, Chin. That's right. Yeah. On 97.5, the KSL Sports Zone. Hands and Scotty, 97.5, the KSL Sports Zone. Hey, remember to nominate the youth sports volunteer that you know for the Hercules Hero of the Week. Submit your nominations at kslsports.com slash contest and listen every Thursday afternoon to JJ and Alex for the winner. Help uh, us celebrate the efforts of those who volunteer making an impact with the Hercules Hero of the Week sponsored by Hercules Credit Union. All right, hands another edition of what you may have missed right here on The Zone. Utah Jazz back in action tonight, Scotty, and they are the favorite, one-and-a-half-point favorite against Atlanta. Um, for those of you that aren't real aware of what's going on with Trey Young, he's out for an extended period of time. He tore a ligament in his finger, so he's done for a while. So it's going to come down to Deontay Murray and the crew to try to overcome not having Trey Young on the court. But they're a road dog favorite. 
and that is uh, a a better sign that maybe they go into Atlanta, get some work done. But, Scotty, I just kind of remain steady thinking that they're going to finish through these next 24 or 25 games just below 500 and just outside of the top 10. Yeah, I think you're probably spot on on that one. Uh, that'll be uh, be interesting for sure to see how this plays out tonight. But, again, a game that considering the Jazz and if you just look at the rosters and you uh, and you look at – both of them it should be a jazz win now whether or not that actually happens remains to be seen but you see the jazz up against uh some guy named quinn snyder so there you go all right hands and scotty 97.5 the ksl sports zone do you think that matters at all to these guys not having quinn or going up against quinn they're not a lot of not a lot of holdovers i mean you got what do you got I mean, let's see here. You got Clarkson. That's you it. got. I think Clarkson's it. Clarkson's it, isn't it? Holy yeah. smokes. Never mind. Yeah. In a two-year period, Clarkson, I believe, remains the only jazz player that was here under Quinn Snyder. That's crazy to me. Oh, wow. That's right. Who am I missing? Not Keontae, not Collins. Not Chris. Kessler. Kessler was a rookie last year. Yep. Chris Dunn. Markinen. Wow. Hmm. Crazy. All right. Hans and Scotty. Uh, Hans, I know you're hanging out there at Tim Daly Mazda Southtown. Make sure to stop by and uh, say hi. You got all kinds of goodies. Is the candy dish out there ready to go? Candy dish is out, man. We got all the chocolates. We got jazz shirts. If you want to come by, grab a jazz shirt. I think that's a jazz flag. Oh, yeah. We've got a jazz flag that you can come by and grab. So it's a take note flag that you can hook up on your flagpole and fly and show your fandom. Well, there you go. Make sure to get down there. And more importantly, though, I want you to take one of these vehicles out for a test drive, whether it's the 90, whether it's 30, whether it's the 50, whether it's the 5. There's so many great uh, Nissans to choose from. And the fact is, not only are you going to get a great vehicle, you're going to get a great warranty to go along with it, with that Tim Daly warranty that Jake was talking about, but you're also going to get a great car buying experience with guys that have been around the business for a long time, and they respect your time, they respect your dollar, and want to make sure you're in a vehicle that you can afford to drive. They're not going to, you know, try to sneak something past you. They're upfront, they're honest, and it's a great vehicle. It's a win-win, and right now, hands, and I don't know if Jake got in trouble for it, but he's given $2,500 off right now. So that's $2,500 off. He's going to give you more for your trade-in than anybody else. And all the rebates, everything else that goes along with it, all the crazy interest rates, boom, they're going to attach to it as well. These are new vehicles ready to go. You can get in, I believe he said uh, uh, some of these vehicles, you can get into a lease as little as $200 a month. Just some ridiculous numbers on these vehicles. Go down, find out for yourself. It's Tim Daly, Mazda Southtown, right there in Sandy on Automall Drive, right here on 97.5, the KSL Sports Zone. David Locke joins us next.